your best. Losers always whine about their best. Winners go home and f*** the prom queen. Welcome to the best soccer show. The best soccer show in the whole world. Best Soccer Show, Backheel.com. Jason Davis, Jared Dubois, live on a Sunday evening, the final evening of the first week of the MLS season 2015. Jared, Jared, how are you, man? We got soccer. What's going on? I think my wife officially hates me. I think my whole family probably hates me at this point. It's been a long road, AC. I. There's no shaving going on. I can tell you that there's no shower for right going on over on this end. It's just an imprint on a couch for about 48 hours. Yeah, you know what? It makes it even worse now. We've got the, the Friday night game. That's guaranteed. Mm. That's an Unimas game every week. So you, and, and I, I wasn't, I wasn't around for the whole SAP debacle, but you can tell me if you got sucked into that at all. I actually, uh, I DVR'd that game because I went to my local high school CIF final match okay. for soccer instead. Yeah, I had. But I didn't. I, had, I didn't. I don't know anything about. It. I just know where all everyone was talking about it, so I don't yes. really know what it consisted of. I had. I had a previous engagement, but but the, what I get, the gist I get is that there's supposed to be a, an SAP second audio program option for pe- for English speakers watching Unimas Unimas that you should be able to switch over and get. English language broadcasters that from Paul Caligiri. I believe Paul Caligiri was on the team. I don't know who the other guy was. He was enthusiastic. That's all I'll say. <laughs> um, but apparently a lot of people had trouble with it. Most of New York City had trouble with it. But whatever. It, it's a thing. It's out there. Hopefully they'll get it fixed. But you have a Friday night game. You obviously have a bunch of games on Saturday. That are, mm. um, generally speaking, available on MLS Live. A letdown? Oh, sorry. Well, sorry. no, they definitely were this week, and we'll get into a review of the games a little bit later in the show. But in terms of what's in terms of the new schedule of MLS, you got Saturday games always, of course, and now you got this Sunday slate, uh, which today I know it's opening weekend, and I, I don't think this is the way it is every weekend. But you've got you had ESPN at five o'clock Eastern time with Orlando City, New York City FC, sixty-five thousand people. At the mm-hmm. Citrus Bowl in Orlando. Then you had Sporting and New, uh, New York, which is going on right now as we speak. I believe it's still 1-1. Can you check over your shoulder for yeah, me? Yeah, 1-1 right now in the 91st minute right now. Three minutes to stop. So you've got that on. game, and then in about uh, 27 minutes, uh, supposedly kickoff for Seattle hosting the New England Revolution. By the way, no Lee Wayne in the lineup for the Revs. I'm not sure what that's all about. We may have yeah. to dig and try to find... Find out why that is. So, in other words, three days from from about Friday, you know, Friday even pretty early for you, a pretty early start Friday evening until um, in, until I don't know eleven thirty Eastern time out here. So six uh, uh, or eight thirty your time. There's nonstop basically, and, and you can throw in some FA Cup if you watch some of that this weekend, or I don't know if you got streams for your Bundesliga and your and, and be in sport for your La Liga. You could really just sit there and do nothing. Yeah, I didn't. I don't pay attention to that stuff overseas. So the early part of the day is where I actually try to save my family life. You know, while the European stuff's going on, that's why I try to act like I care. Do you like and get I'm up and quiet. make brunch? Are you like a brunch guy? Like, like it's eggs. I some literally bacon. wrote. This is how I. But this is how I. Uh, I bought the karma necessary to do what I've done this weekend. Saturday, there was a window where I had to let my wife know. Listen, we can ride bikes as a family up oh to the cupcake shop if like a little wise way. Get some cupcakes wow. for the kids. Have a nice little day of it. But I must be back by two o'clock. That is the sweetest thing I've ever heard. You are so domestic. 
bike. That is unbelievable. I, I love it. Moon, I think. I think it was. Two. That is well, fantastic. That is you, you all rode your bike. So wait. Um. So you got the two little ones. They both oh, have little okay, seats. Okay. By by that I mean I'm a pack mule for the <laughs> one and a half year old that has to be carted in a trailer behind my bike. Oh no. That's what I really mean. <laughs> I gotta get pictures. Somebody, please tell me there's somebody that listens to this show that lives nearby, Jared Dubois, and can get me pictures of him pulling the uh, the stroller bike thing. My qu- you get pictures <laughs> of my quadriceps about to burst. <laughs> so that's what that's what you did to buy your camera. I'd be interested to hear what the rest of our listeners did to buy themselves some karma with their significant I think there's others. a lot of really early morning lawn care going on. Maybe. Maybe. maybe maybe you made some uh, made a mimosa for your lady to wake up to. That guy gets you maybe one game. You know, what do you get to get yeah. five games? Yeah, what do you, how do you buy enough credit to sit there on a Sunday night? And forget Saturday, forget Friday night. How do you get enough credit to watch, what is that, um, six and a half hours of nonstop soccer, essentially? How do you build up enough credit to do that? In my case, you marry well and make a consistent effort to lower expectations over a number of years. Now, I hope some of you have managed to convince your significant others, be they male or female, to buy into whatever team you're interested in. And if you're just an MLS file like I am, maybe you're in my situation, which we won't go into. (laughs) Although I do have other responsibilities these days, so it's not just, uh, I'm not just on a free roll. Uh, We have the phone lines open tonight, 347 Seven five six six two seven six. Hopefully you've all made that adjustment and changed it up. It's six. It's three four seven seven five six six two seven six. That is the uh, the across the board backheel dot com number these days. We'll just go with that, right? Yeah, I think okay. that's the best way to do all it. Right. I mean, we we had a few other ones, but that one seems to be one that's uh, technically working most of the time. So we'll go with that. So yeah, watch your hot takes on the weekend. What what you liked, what you didn't like, your personal team, what how they did. Why are you happy with your team's first showing in the weekend? How you bought some karma, you know, to get away from the wife, kids, yeah. or husband, depending yeah. on your on your uh, on your sexual ness. <laughs> is that a thing? Well, I mean, look, it could be a woman who's getting credit from her husband who wants her to do some stuff. There could be a man trying to get credit from his man. Wanted him to yeah. do some stuff. It could be a man trying to get a credit from his woman. It doesn't matter. Whatever combination. You and I'd live. be very interested to hear what is the what is the woman social woman? currency in relationships not like mine in different sexual <laughs> orientations. Like if you have a husband, what's the what's the like virtual <laughs> currency that you spend versus me on my wife? It's a good question. It could, this could get this could get a this could turn take a dangerous turn. This could take a shock jock turn, and I don't want to go. I don't want to go down that road. That's mansplaining. Well, stuff. Like my wife, a mimosa goes a long way. There maybe you go. it gets a, maybe it's a nice porter stout, and then you're like you're you're sharing it because that's what you like too. Yeah, a bottle of uh, you know a bottle of nice scotch that you enjoy. It could be, it could be anything. Mm-hmm. All right, we're gonna review the MLS schedule, and 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 part of this, Jared, which you kind of admitted on Saturday, especially one nothing zero zero. Uh, you did have Toronto throwing three goals in on Vancouver and Vancouver getting one. So four goals in that game. Columbus and, and Houston, one goal to decide that game. Dallas and San Jose, one goal to decide that game. A, a scoreless draw in Portland and RSL to close out the night. It hasn't been a fantastic and 1-1 now for sporting in, in New York as well. And Orlando and New York City was 1-1 as well. It, it hasn't been a scoring type of weekend. now. But this is what I tell myself, like the same type of thing like with opening round of the World Cup. I always go back and tell myself, listen, everyone is on edge. Everyone's hyped up. No one wants to go out and put a bad foot forward on the first game of the season. So I kind of get it. Well, okay. I kind of get it. It's also, look, I also, I think that may be true. And I also think, especially in Orlando, with that New York City FC and Orlando game, we'll get to that in a little bit. I also think it's a matter of, look, you can play as many preseason matches as you want. You can even go up against other MLS teams in the preseason, Jared. It does not 
replicate actual regular season three points on the line soccer. Now, people make fun of the MLS regular season for not counting all the time. It doesn't matter enough, blah, blah, blah. That's true, but it's still, mm-hmm. a, it's still a step above preseason soccer. So when you step on that field for the first time and it counts, yeah, you're not exactly unrusty, are you? No, I, I think uh, and that's, I think some of the guys maybe they had the cup, camp cupcake window, something like that, where they had a really high-intensity kind of um, uh, lead-up to the pre-season, excuse me, the, to the preseason. Maybe a guy like Mr. Scrooge who's coming off a European season. I mean, obviously he scores today, so maybe that is something there's something to be said for that. But <clears throat> a few of these other guys, though, I think you have to really limit expectations in week one. You just wanted there to be a couple more, I think, uh, gems coming out of the weekend. I think the best game coming out of the weekend was that Toronto and uh, and Vancouver game. Maybe the only really good way to be uh, entertaining one, to be honest with you. Yeah. I think the started off in a rough place Friday night with Chicago really playing some poor, poor ball in Friday night. And listen, Galaxy probably should have won by way more than this, and they should have really put done more to put Chicago in its place for the type of ball they played. But I will say that I think L.A. looked decent. I may be one of the top three to four teams out of the weekend so far that I've seen. But the Toronto-Vancouver match really is the one. I think that's the only gem so far of the weekend. Uh, yeah, that, that was that game was interesting, obviously, because of the arrival of, of Josie Altidore back in MLS, Sebastian Giovinco on the, in the starting lineup, obviously. Michael Bradley, you know, <clears throat> trying to be the general in the middle of the field for them. Uh, a couple of other changes. Robbie Finley getting the start. We, I was a little surprised to see Robbie Finley. Yeah, but goal. I, I guess I didn't know what else are they going to do, you know. But I was really more surprised when he looks off Giovinco and Josie Altidore and takes a shot from 25 yards out instead of relying on two guys making way more money than you to get a better look. Yeah, well, forget that for a second, because he did get a goal. I mean, give Robbie some credit there. But uh, it took all of, what, 35 minutes for Josie Outstore to get back into MLS and start scoring goals again. And it was a well-taken. I mean, it was it was a good finish. It, it wasn't one of those tapping yeah. goals. It wasn't as though all of the work was done by somebody else and all he had to do was stand there. Now, he did get a fantastic ball. That was Giovinco on the ball, right? Yes, it was. Yeah, a fantastic through ball from Giovinco to set him up, and then Josie rounds the keeper with a an excellent touch. We don't always claim, we don't always put it out there that Josie Yator has a good first touch. He doesn't always have a good first touch, but that one was perfect. Set him up perfectly, yeah. scores the goal. Vancouver looks fun. We know they're going going to give up some Very goals. Very fun. I mean, I, I don't know where they're going to be at the end of the season, but all I know is that I want to watch them along the way. That's the only thing I know for a fact is that every week right now. The only team I know I'm going to try to tune in for, at least early on, is Vancouver because anything can happen in that game. I mean, a guy might score on a bicycle. A guy might miss a shot from a, a foot away, like what happened in the first couple minutes of that game. I mean, I don't know how Rivero missed that missed yeah. that shot, but <laughs> I mean that that's tough. But they play such a open, free flowing, attack minded game. Oh, how much do you love I mean, this? It, by the way, I, I, I this came up with uh, with Jeff Crandall on uh, on Twitter. I don't know if you know Jeff. He used to be with the fire. Now he's, I think he's sort of a floating guy. He, uh, he was talking about guys with first names on their backs in MLS. Kaká yeah. is obviously a Brazilian. We know Brazilians get their first names. I think Mix, Mix is one, the reason he brought it up. He also brought up Kobe Jones back in the day with the Galaxy. Yeah, was I think that was the Kobe. first one. I don't know if it's a trend or what, but Kakuta Mane is wearing Kakuta on the back of his, of his shirt, and I'd love it. I want a Kakuta shirt now. I don't know. All, all I know is that if you, if you, 
if you want to do it, you should be able to. Okay, but here's the thing. This is how I feel yeah, about white cleats in the 90s. Okay. Okay. All right. Go ahead. What? I was going to say. White cleats it, in the 90s. You couldn't rock white cleats in the 90s unless you could back it up. Okay. okay? Everyone's right. going to clown you if you had white shoes well, on. But so if you're going to go, if you're going to rock single name, first name on your back of your jersey, you're opening yourself up for criticism from all these other players well, if you but, don't back it up. But there are rules as well. You can't, look, you have to have either an, a, a unique first name or a gr- good nickname, a la Mix. Because you're not putting you're not putting Jason on the back of somebody's jersey. I'm so I would love for that. Yeah, too. yeah. I, it's not neither no. of our names are sexy enough to no, be on the back. No, you're not of putting jersey. Jared on somebody's jersey. Daniel, no, I would put I put Jay Rodius. Yeah, you. But see, that's the thing. I don't have a I don't have a decent you're nickname. Un- unnicknameable. I, I, I am Daniel in Atlanta. What's going on, man? Hey, what's up, guys? What's going? Uh, we're we're excited for MLS, Daniel. Oh, I'm excited that LA beat Chicago. Mm. Yeah, but apparently it wasn't uh, wasn't the the kind of dominant performance you necessarily want out of your boys, and and Chicago was bad. Yeah, Chicago was horrible, man. They weren't bad. They were horrible, dude. The the what was it? Like twenty percent of the time they were in Chicago's own defense. So you know, L.A. dominated. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Now, and you'll have to tell me this, Daniel. Um, and I'll get to Jared because he's obviously a Galaxy guy as well. But I think for everybody, the question is: you take Landon Donovan out of that lineup, now you got what, Jose Villarreal's. Uh, I guess a part of this thing now. I mean, I'm a little surprised by that. How do you replace? Maybe not. Not you can't replace with one player what Landon Donovan did, but you got to find some way to cover for the things that he did as a whole. Daniel, All right, let me say this: there, there is no playmaker, and there will be no playmaker like Landon was. You know, Landon was the playmaker. Um, I don't know. <laughs> you don't know. All right, Daniel. On that note, well, I'm, I'm going to go. I think you saw what Bruce Arena's kind of answer is to this in, in general. I, obviously, Jose Villarreal. And, and I, we can't talk about Landon Donovan and what's going to be the solution there without talking about the fact you also lost Marcelo Sarvas yes. in this midfield. Yes. So I, he brings in Kenny Walker, who I'm a big fan of. I mean, we talked about it last season. I think he's an up-and-coming young kid that just does the unsexy, smart thing over and over and over again. But the problem is... He does the unsexy smart thing. <laughs> right. Are you are you surprised? I heard I had Kyle McCarthy on the show on Friday morning on soccer morning when I was doing my cavalcade of stars. Or maybe it was the other day, I can't remember when it was. Um and he suggested that Baggio Husidic yeah, it was Thursday. Baggio Husidic may be the guy there. I thought it, going into the season, I would have bet Baggio Husidic would be the guy there. And I think I've seen a number of people put statistics out there in terms of chance creation that Baggio should be the guy there based on the t- minutes he was on the field versus the minutes Kenny Walker was on the field. Now, I think what you saw in this game is maybe Bruce Arena going a little bit cautious um, with the first game of the season, putting the more defensive-minded player of the two in there and um, putting Jose Villarreal, by putting Jose Villarreal in, He's able to do some things for you offensively, but I think he's suspect on the defensive side. So I think the Kyle Walker decision may have been fueled more by the fact that you were going to play via real out wide on the left. Mm. That way, someone to cover, someone sure. to pick up some yeah. of the defensive work rate. And then later on in the game, Braju Sidic came in. I think you saw a better Galaxy team offensively yep. in flow. Uh, but the the short answer to the Landon Donovan thing is there is no answer until Steven Gerrard gets okay, here. Okay, uh, fair enough. I'm going to ask you about another element of the LA lineup a little bit later. 401, you're on the air. Who's Hello, this? Jason. Hey, who's this? What about Jared? Evan? Hey, Evan. You know, I have a I have a partner on this show. It's Jared Dubois. He's over there. You want to say hi? What's up, dude? Hello, Jared. <laughs> What's going on, Evan? <laughs> um, I was wondering, do you watch any other leagues other than MLS during the day? Sure, sometimes. I, I watch I watch England mostly. Just because it's on my TV, it's easy to get to. Okay. 
Um, second question. What are your expectations for the Sounders this year? I've got them winning MLS Cup. They are my my, my official pick. <clears throat> I I would say that on the Sounders side, I I think they'll come out of the West, maybe as the Supporters as Shield winners and even the MLS Cup finalists. But you know, I'm gonna take that back. I think they'll come out of the West, be MLS Cup finalists, and maybe even win the whole thing. But I don't think they'll get the Shield. I think the Shield's gonna go to Eastern Conference team yes, this year I, because of the war of attrition that's gonna go on in the West. I think you're looking at Columbus Crew or New England Revolution sweep in. Maybe even a dark horse Toronto come in and win the Supporter wow. Shield in the East. I, I've got New England winning the Supporter Shield, so I'm with Jared on that one. Anything else, man? That's it. All Thank right, you. there, there goes Evan, who was. He didn't care if I would listen to other league, watch other leagues on the weekend. Just he Jason. was uh, really excited. I felt like I was on a. I felt like I was on a Jason Davis AMA there for, for a second. He, MLS. Hey, Jason, boxers or briefs? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, boxer briefs. Of course. How can you, can uh-huh. you go wrong with that? Commando, dude. All right. Commando's so look. Okay. Last thing on on LA, and we're not really focusing on Chicago, and I'm, maybe that's for the best, considering how bad they reportedly were. <sighs> but the <sighs> other, the, the thing I got to ask you is. Is Todd Donovan just – is he just going to be a bench guy for the rest of his career? I mean, is he done? I don't know if he's a consistent starter when you have a Robbie Rogers in your lineup. You have A.J. De La Garza, who, by the way, wasn't even on the starting lineup in this one. I think that's more because he's coming back from injury, though. They have four starting fullbacks – well, at least three. You can argue whether or not you think Todd Donovan still is a starting fullback in this league. I don't think he's got enough minutes over the last year to really make that decision or not. But I, I think that at, at this point, it's Robbie Rogers' job to lose. It's probably even A.J. De La Garza uh, after that, depending on what, where Dan Gargan's situation is on the right. Yeah. I mean, Todd Dunvitt's second to third choice fullback for the Galaxy right now, and I'm not sure if they can afford to pay him that much or yeah. if he took or if they renegotiated that salary in the offseason or not. But I, 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 he's a good player I mean, in spurts, but at some point this may be the last final uh, season for Todd yeah. Dunvitt, I think. Okay, it's probably very possible. By the way, apparently my New England Revolution Supporter Shield pick is going to get off to a fantastic start. Because they have neither Lee Wynn nor Jermaine Jones. Obviously, he's coming back from yeah. injury. So that's that's going to hurt them in Seattle. We'll see how that plays out. We'll get to some to of these other games. To go back to a topic off the top of the show, just a few people weighing in on how they bought in uh, Karma for okay. the for the uh, weekend. Yeah. Uh, this one from James S. Storp. He says, laid on the couch and watched while your wife did ma- master's homework. Probably isn't what you're looking for, but that's me. <laughs> Damn, uh, <clears throat> In a probes. Uh, MLS uh, Chicano says, luckily for me, my girlfriend works Saturdays and Sundays, so that's all right. Uh, James R. Riley says, breakfast I made pancakes, fish tacos for lunch and roast chicken for dinner no complaints there you so, go uh, feed, feed your woman i guess yeah. is what i'm learning apparently from that food, one. food will get you many places with many people 203 you're on the air hey jason hey jared it's roberto what's up roberto what up um nothing much um i just have two questions if you don't mind sure shoot um what did you think of today's game between orlando and um new york city fc it's definitely on the list of things to talk about we don't have to go chronologically here let's let's go ahead and skip to the big one jared and not only the big one because the biggest crowd that we're going to see this weekend oh um, oh are they not going to do over 60 in seattle tonight i don't think i didn't think so maybe they are okay it's just 69 i think is their cap for the for those okay whatever they're, they did sixty five thousand. only seattle can can mess with that okay so whatever they did a gigantic crowd in, in orlando for that for that opener New York City FC coming in with their first game as well. And I think that the two, the fact that it was two expansion teams, Roberto, made for a pretty ugly soccer at various points in that game. Like, I don't, I don't think it was 
I don't think it was an, an advertisement for MLS. And it, apparently that was like the very first game Sky was showing over in England. So I was getting, I was getting some of that popping up in my feed about the equality of MLS. Whatever. They're going to judge so, it. People, people in, in, in England right now are wondering, why is David Villa trying to flap his wings so hard he can fly? <laughs> well, here's the things that stood out. New York has got to figure out the way to get the ball to David Villa because they didn't. And he was starved. And it was bad. And obviously, you got a nice goal from Mixed Discrew to open it, up, open it up. They did not. Yeah. You know, when we talk about soccer, we talk about deserving a lead or deserving a win. New York City did not deserve anything out of that game. But when you have players like Discrew, you're gonna you maybe have a shot at it. And give you know give Orlando credit for fighting back. I mean, they needed to. It wasn't a, it wasn't a nice goal. It wasn't a great goal. It was a deflection off of Jeb Broski, who apparently forgot how to make a wall. But you know, Greg and, ha- and how to use a razor. Yeah, well, that too, and and yeah, apparently he thinks he's in a, sh- uh, a Shogun movie, movie from 1965. Oh, yeah, there you go, Roberto. What did you make of it? No, I thought it was great. I thought it was a um, good ma- debut match for on um, both sides. Obviously, for Kaká and David Villa, they obviously Kaká was great. Players that Kaká was fantastic. He was all over the place. Yeah, they were. He looked no, healthy. Obviously, I yeah. think they showed that the um, that both clubs what they bought. They were. Um, they were, it was expected. It was expected to see what they were. Yeah, um, you know, a couple of a couple of other things. Doing and they did that. Um, Roberto, I'm sure you. I'm sure this is something that I think everybody notices. That the energy there was insane, and, yeah. and it was pushing oh, the yeah, match. Absolutely. I, that, that's another element that you can't really account for. New team, expansion franchises, both sides, all that enthusiasm, all that excitement. Even if we've got some some pretty, um, you know, some pretty grizzled professionals, and certainly most of those guys are. You get into an environment with that kind of energy, and and things kind of just go wonky, and maybe you're not making passes exactly the way you would, in a in a in a more calm environment, or at least in an environment you're used to. So they came out all fired up, and, and the the energy was off the charts. Well, let me ask you this: What did you think of Alan Kelly's decision today? You know, I had no problem with any of the dive calls. I, a lot of people were complaining about them. I didn't have any problem with them. Listen, I, I, I'm kind of stoked. I mean, that's one of the hardest line stances I've seen a ref make on that in MLS, and I don't really see any evidence that he really missed any of them, to be honest with you. And so if that's what he sees, I didn't see enough to really make a call either way in some of them. So, but that's what his impression was. Even that means even in 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 uh, instant replay, I as an observer can't tell for sure. I have no problem with the calls he made in real time. Yeah, who was the la- who was the guy who got the last one? Was that was it Rivas who got the last yellow card? Or was I, it- I don't remember. I, I, the three guys. I, okay. I don't remember who all from. Yeah, were. I think it was Rivas. Yeah, that, 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 that was Brovsky on the tackle. Obviously, Brovsky had a rough day, but that was Brovsky on the tackle. And I thought he left his. I thought he dragged his leg to 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 create the contact and to go down. I mean, I'm not saying that Brodsky's tackle was good, but I understand why the card came out. And and if we're going to go to the red with with Colin, there's no question about that. That's a hundred percent red card every single time. Yeah, I mean, he deserved that one hundred percent. And while we're talking about Orlando, just a couple of things, observations from my point of view. First of all, Kaká is the type of DP I can tell already that is the right one to sign for this league. Constantly encouraging, constantly just working his butt off, you know, for every guy on the field. The thing you kind of thing you already knew about Kaká anyway. You know, he's a guy he's going to try to be god godly, while the other guy on the other side of the field <laughs> wants to have a god complex. Oh, you know? maybe. Well, I, I mean, I just think he's a nice, like whatever his religious background is, and then yeah, that maybe make uh, you know it contributes to who he is. I think Kaká's just a fun-loving guy. Like, I just think he's a nice guy, and you can't account for that. And especially when you sign up a DP and you're going to pay that guy millions of dollars, and yeah, he's going to change. He's going to trade AC Milan for Orlando. In the case of David Villa. He's the type of guy that sees a dog wandering the streets and picks it up. <laughs> well, I mean, I think he's it, that nice of a person. I think it matters 
I mean, look, he was engaged. He obviously plays a much different position than Villa does. He's playing behind the striker. He's drifting into space. He's picking the ball up a lot, 40 yards from goal. Which is why things worked better for Orlando, yeah. because they got, he, got, he saw the ball more yeah. than Villa did. Yeah, of course, and, and Villa's going to be isolated. He's got to play up top. You want him close to goal. You don't want him dropping back 40 yards from goal. That's a waste of his talents. But that's going to create a frustration. We, saw, we used to see it with Thierry Henry when he was playing up top for the Red Bulls before he became the playmaker extraordinaire that he did. He was getting, he'd get frustrated with his teammates. Where, I want the ball here, here, here. And they weren't getting it to him. And I don't know how long via, I don't know if via is that kind of guy necessarily to start complaining every single time. But you wonder if he's going to get frustrated and if that's going to slow them down. I think they'll be fine. I think they, they got to get more out of Ned Grabovoy. He's the veteran on this team of MLS. I didn't think they got enough out of him today. Granted, Ned Grabovoy is not going to be the guy is a game changer on on your team. But between him and Discrude, they have to control that middle more. I didn't think they had nearly the right stranglehold on midfields they should have uh, in in this game. And granted, they're playing away. I get that too. And maybe I want I, I'm expecting too much too early in the season. But speaking <laughs> of guys that kind of stepped up early in this in, in in this game and really made a mark on it. I thought Breck Shea looked fantastic for yeah, Orlando today. He looked good. He did. He looked good. He uh he he well, you know, you have to wonder about him getting caught upfield and New York was not taking advantage of him, the space he was yep. leaving. Um they they played Lewis Neal ahead of him to give him uh, some that's cover. A smart play. Smart yeah, play. Uh they had yeah, there there were a lot of things in the I mean we you we could do an entire show just on this game. Um, because I did watch it because it was so exciting. Josh Saunders de- should not have been in that game after he did his head on the post. I- I'm sorry. I don't have any. I- I'm not going to mince any words about that. He should not have been in that game. Nemich, I saw you see the trainer doing a bit of a test with him, though. So I think you want to trust the trainer, too, though. I mean, you saw him doing but you can't some testing do it. on him. You can't do it in two minutes. I'm sorry. You can't. And actually, I saw a, a pretty good suggestion from... And this is never going to happen in MLS as long as FIFA won't sign off on it. But I saw from... Um, uh, from a guy I know up in Philly who said, t- allow a substitution right then, after he hits his head on the post, allow a seven-minute substitution. So he comes off for seven minutes, which is the time it supposedly t- it takes to do the proper test on a concussion, on a possible concussion. Okay. Then, if you decide he doesn't have a concussion, he goes back in, and that does not count as a substitution. I'm but, okay with that. But if he stays out because he's got the concussion or whatever, then it's permanent because you obviously had to take him out. Just like any other injury that yes, you would have. Just on like the any field. other injury. So there you go. Listen, I, the, 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 the side effects are that serious that I think something like that could absolutely be warranted, instituted without having much of a of a an impact on the game, style of game, flow of play, anything like that. I think it's a fantastic suggestion. Uh, Roberto, got anything else, man? Yeah, just one last question for both of you guys. Um, expectations for um, New York Red Bull this season? I have no idea. I I really have no idea. Yeah. I I want to say I don't know fifth in the East, sixth in the East. I mean they're going to be. I think that's where they're going to be because I think they're going to have to I adjust. I, I, I the, the, my problem with it is that I don't know who they are as a team yeah. without Thierry Henry. Yeah, exactly I don't know what their it. style or Mike Pecky is. For that matter. I, 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 or yeah, or Mike Pecky for that matter. He's exactly right, Jared. Yeah. I mean we don't. I mean, we don't know what the character is going to be. You've got okay. You've got Felipe in there. That's great. You got Clutchin in there. That's great. It's going to take them a while to gel too. Um, you know, Bradley Wright Phillips is a guy who's got to, you, you got to get him service. He got a lot of service from Thierry Henry last year. Is he going to get that from these guys now? Lloyd Sam scored today. That's great. He's, he's going to have to push them. Lloyd Sam's going to be they, crucial. They got a load of talent, Jason. They got a load of talent in that midfield with Dax McCarty as their new captains, putting a lot of work in behind these guys. 
You, Sasha Kleshin, it has to be his team, though. I, I just think it has to be his team. He's going to have to be the guy that, that pushes and organizes this. And I didn't see enough in the middle of the field from Kleshin today to really think of that. I think it's going to be how often can Lloyd Sam beat a guy? Are you, but and, you, uh, buy, you buy into their back line? Because that's a question no, for me, too. No, I, I'm not. I mean, any, I mean, as long as they're going to have Roy Miller, I don't buy it at all. But <laughs> I, I just don't know. It's going to be question marks over the field for them. I, I think they're, they'll be struggling and be a bubble team to make the playoffs. Yeah, i got to let you go, Roberto. But I think it's going to be interesting because you, get, you consider the teams that are ahead, that are definitely ahead of the Red Bulls, at least in our, our perceptions ahead of the season. I would say New England, Columbus, D.C. United. Who's got stability, if nothing else, even if they're not a yeah. super sexy team? Um, see, that's three right there. Who am I missing? I'm definitely missing did somebody. You, did you mention Toronto? No, Toronto. If you want to put Toronto ahead of New York, I, mean, I, think, I think that's probably fair based on talent, but clearly we need to see Toronto over multiple weeks and months in order to really get a grasp on how good they're going to be. So, yeah, it's going to be a fight for the, for the, for the Red Bulls. But I mean, look, I here's, don't, a, here's a better question. Who finishes higher, New York City FC or New York Red Bulls? Uh, Red Bulls, I think. I, I, I didn't see enough from, from New York City FC today to, to indicate that it's not going to take them two months to get up to full speed. I'm going to say one thing, and that's the only weird thing I'm going to say on it. I trust Jason Christ. I'm I do. I do. I, do. I trust Jason Christ immensely, but I, I don't know. I just what I saw today didn't indicate to me that they're going to be ready for it. I, I did like Kyrie Shelton, except for the fact he didn't put my man McNamara anywhere on the team sheet today. Yeah, well, there's that. I do like Kyrie Shelton um, up top. The rookie came in, made a big difference for them. Kind of turned the game around. Yeah, uh, helped create some chances. They probably they they actually missed two golden chances before Discord scored. You know, you know what? Who one one team you didn't uh, mention, and we can kind of go into this match from from this point is. Montreal, and there's probably a reason why we're not thinking about Montreal as a playoff contender anymore, and that's because of the huge loss of Justin Mapp. I yeah. mean, we have it hasn't been announced yet, but I'm I'm sure he's going to be out for a good portion of the season with, a, with what would look like a very nasty broken arm. Danger zone. Yeah, I don't really want to talk about that. Um, well, their I mean, for Montreal, that's their season for right? Isn't that their season? It might be. I mean, he's he he is crucial. They don't have a lot of game changing kind of guys. Yeah, and and you you know you can get by. Here's the thing. Okay, let's let's think, let's uh, con- compare them to DC United 2014. DC United didn't have a ton of game changing players. They had solid professionals. Davy Arno, Perry Kitchen is very solid as a defensive mid. They obviously had a good defense with Boswell and uh, the emergence of Burnbaum and, and Corb Sean and Franklin. Uh, Sean Franklin. But what the the guy and and they went through a lull when he was out. They found found other ways to win. But the guy who made them go, who really got them to where they were going to be a first place team, was Fabian Espindola because he could change the game by himself. Yeah. And and I don't know that that uh, Montreal has a player like that without Justin Map on the field. I, I think I missed a phone call. Keep them coming three four seven seven five six six two seven six. And I think I I just had an idea. And part of this is because we don't have a lot of time. We only do a, an hour show. And there is a lot of games. Now we have, we, you know, we have a lot of teams in this league now, Jared. It's going to only get worse yeah. as expansion is 45 days away, apparently, according to Don Garber. If a game is goalless, I vote we don't talk about it or mention it at all. <laughs> Unless something dramatic happens, sure. like a red card, injury, okay. something sure. like that. So that's actually that's going to be the best soccer show punishment. Like We're not going to give your team that's pub or even acknowledge their existence. I don't want any complaining. From the people out there who support the teams that go that play goalless games. If you lose by a goal, we're probably going to at least mention you in passing, as Jared did with Montreal. They lost Which to DC Which means United. then I can't talk about how much I liked the look of Darlington Nagby last night. It means I can't talk about how good the atmosphere was up there. I can't tell you any of that. 
I, I, you know what? It, we, it, it's your show. It's my show. We can make command decisions. I'm just saying that if if we don't mention that game, no one can complain. You're allowed to mention it. Like how much I want to nuzzle up in Nate Nat Borcher's neck. <laughs> I, it's getting scary over there, by the way. Like it's, it's getting, getting real. <laughs> it is getting real. They, they were obviously very good at the back. Uh, they kept RSL just mouse quiet last night. I, I didn't see a lot from. <clears throat> From ourselves. That is the defense Portland needed last year. Because remember, going into last season, every one of us picking Portland's going to be the team. Portland's got the team. They they finished the 2012 season, excuse me, 2013 season with so much momentum behind them. And then their defense was horrible last Mm -hmm. year. And I mean, Ridgewell and Borchers, that's a fantastic pairing. That may be one of the best pairings over the course of the season. We can look back at it later. But I think they really, and this is without Will Johnson, without Diego Chara. The guys are supposed to be holding the midfield together for you. I mean, that's kind of scary if you think they can have that kind of control on a team like RSL. Now, granted, RSL isn't the team they probably were two years ago, but still, a lot of good components there, and they locked it down. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of back and forth on RSL. I have them in the playoffs this year in my preseason predictions because they're always there. Everyone's going to be in the playoffs. But you have to think that this might be the year RSL takes a pretty dramatic step back because because of some of the changes, especially in the in the leadership of that team, Grabovoy and Winger, because they are it seems like they're messing with their shape and, and that's that's not, not necessarily a bad thing. But when you do that and you have Jeff Jeff Kassar in his second year, I, I don't know. I mean I I don't think Thomas Nalave is quite the player he used to be, although he had a very good night uh yeah. last night as well. Uh, th- there are some things that they may crop up for them. Um, they-, they obviously need to get Plata back, and they- they're going to have to find goals. Almost Garcia has got to turn into what he's supposed to be if they're going to be good. I'll go for. I'll say it a different way. Luis Gill needs to turn into that what he's too. supposed to be. Absolutely. I think that's one of the guys. If if he can't finally live up to potential, I don't know if RSL has as much of a future in the immediate as they do as they would if if Luis Gill could get on point. Yeah, lots of again, lots of one nothing games this weekend. DC United beating Montreal one nothing as you said the takeaway there Justin Mapp's injury. A, a a good win for DC at home to start their campaign. I think they were the I think they hadn't won at home to uh, they hadn't won their home opener since 2011. So there's uh, there's that for DC. Houston beats Columbus one nothing. And I and I I had made Columbus sort of my un, you know the the um I don't know the popular pick, the under the radar pick. I guess. I mean, if they are, no, I'm with you. I'm um, with you on, on Friday's show, and then when they lost to Houston, I got some stick from some Houston fans. Now, my understanding this, is this is this is a Columbus crew team didn't have Justin Miram. That's okay. a huge piece missing for them. I mean, I I don't know how far you how crazy you go with this. Uh, they did have a lot of their right players though. They had Chani was in there, Trap was in there, Iguain, Finley, Kamara. They had the team to beat Houston. They really, really did. And I think it is a little bit of a shock they didn't do better. But I still think Justin Miram's a big part of that puzzle wasn't there. But listen, give it up to Houston. Tyler Derrick was the man. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't hold that against against Columbus too much when the keeper and the other team is just going to stand up like that. Yeah, no, they're, they're, you sometimes get those performances and you can't account for them. And I think Columbus is still going to be a good team. We don't know what to make of Houston yet. And as you, uh, you know, they are in the West now. That's going to make it more difficult for them to make the playoffs uh, again, uh, to get back to the playoffs under Owen Coyle. Dallas and uh, San Jose one nothing. Blas Perez with the goal. Of course, it's Blas Perez with the goal uh, to beat the the Quakes. The dirty late goal. The dirty late goal. Yeah. Like the oh, accident. Yeah. I don't know. I don't want to say accidental. No. but the little like glancing off the head kind of no, thing. I, I, How much did he really know about that? I'm with you for. I'm with you mostly because it is. It was a shot. It's 100 percent a shot. But he's he's Blas Perez. It's what he does. Like that's his. His his reason for living is to put his head in the way of of balls. That's what he does. Yep. 
I'm sorry. Yeah. That's a. I think I just did a. Jay Rodius. Wait, wait, why is it going to be Jay Rodius? That should I be inappropriate. That shouldn't be Jay Rodius. Oh, okay, you're right. I should just... Uh, Damn, okay. dog, that's inappropriate. <laughs> you're right. I should have used that one instead. Yeah. Um, Here, uh, Dallas, Dallas is another one of those teams that looks to be on the up, and you expect them to be pretty good. Moro Diaz is healthy. you got Fabian Castillo. you got Matt Hedges in the back holding things down. you got Kellen Acosta getting better every uh, every game that he plays as a professional. And then you got Blas Perez pulling stuff out of uh, Blas Perez and, and the, the horns and the whole thing. Um, and it's but it's early season. I don't know. I don't know what to make of San Jose. I have no idea what what San Jose is going to look like. Here's what I'm going to kind of say this too. Like, how are you not going to play Tommy Thompson? How are you not going to play Tommy Thompson? You're telling me that Sana Niasi is a better option than Tommy Thompson? Ooh, you know what? I don't think that we even considered this. And I'm not saying that that any of the guys that Tommy Thompson played under before uh, in, in San Jose were better for this necessarily. But is Dom Kinnear really the kind of guy that's going to turn to a 19-year-old and, and play him and give him time? Like, is that is that Dom? I don't know that that's Dom. I, I, listen, I guess Stuart Holden already gone through college by the time he got there and worked under him. I, yeah, I can't really think of many young guys that got shots. Yeah, I don't. At I, important parts of the field are Dom Kinnear. I can't remember a guy who was 19 or 20 or 21 years old who was really a big key for for the Houston Dynamo under Dom. I just can't. If I'm missing anybody, throw it at us on Twitter at Best Soccer Show. I'll be more than happy to to mention. I hope it's not the case. I want Tommy Thompson to play. He is kind of a limit. He's a very limited expectations kind of person. Like I mean, he wants to. He's Don Dwyer. I mean, uh, Don Kinnear. He's Don Kinnear. He he always takes the safe road to success, and it's worked for him in his career. Is Tommy Thompson the safe road? Probably not. No, he's not. Damn, he's the sexy one. No, he's absolutely, yeah, 100%. Absolutely. I hope he gets some time. I hope he does. Uh, what else am I looking at here? Uh, I don't think I've missed anything that we should talk about. I was, one thing about San Jose real quick. I think San Jose, I'm going to put some money behind San Jose this year. Okay. Not just because Don Kinnear is there yet now. But I think most teams get that new stadium bump. And I think San Jose is going to get a little bit of that this year. Once they finally get in there and get some games played, I think San Jose could have a lot of positivity behind it this year. If you think about the coaching change, the stadium, I'm going to pick San Jose, even though in a very compact West, I'm going to say San Jose finishes in the 4-5 to five range. Wow, interesting. In All right, by the way, they're underway in Seattle, New England Revolution, Seattle Sounders live. It's CenturyLink, CenturyLink, Century. I can't remember anymore. CenturyLink Field in front of sixty whatever thousand people. I don't know. Hopefully, that time I'm going to go to Seattle and see a game. Yeah, I think I saw you tweeting about that. So did you get? Yeah, did I'm going to see what that's all about. I, here's the thing. Now, someone from Seattle needs to let me know. I'm going to have a five-year-old with me. Do I take him and do like the march to the match thing, or do I leave him with grandma for the night and go out? I like, would. Is the march to the match and all that kind of pregame stuff? Are there? Are there bars and or restaurants I can go to with a five-year-old and still have fun? It's a good question. All right, so uh, give your give your thoughts on that particular conundrum to a uh, family man, Jared Dubois, riding his bike to the ice cream shop, I mean the cupcake shop or whatever that was. Come on, it's <laughs> California. We do cupcakes, not ice cream. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't realize that that was such a California thing. All right. Um, well, it's so- what's trendy. That's why we do what's trendy. Actually, <laughs> technically right now, the trend is either mini pies or let's see, what's the other trend? For a while, it was macaroons, and those are kind of out the door now. Oh, yeah, dude, dude California is all about like these weird little trend kind of dessert things. I, I gotta get, I gotta get some sound drops from the Californians on SNL to play every time you do stuff like this. One hundred percent. I just come on, macaroons are out. Are you serious? 
<laughs> they were in for a while. I'm telling you, man, they're macaroon shops. Do, do you guys have kale chips in your house right now? Is that something? No, that you... I don't do that kind of stuff, dude. <laughs> I don't do that. Kind of, I do gourmet. My neighbor probably does. I just don't do okay. them here. All right. Um, you know, we got the MLS season underway, and we've got all these games to talk about, and I'd love that. Three four seven seven five six six two seven six. If you want to jump in, but one thing we haven't had a chance to cover because we've all moved past it is the MLS CBA, Jared. This is done. The players have signed a deal. They have come to the conclusion that striking wasn't going to get them any better uh, 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 any better of an offer than they got. And I think I should just put it to you. Well, let me outline the details as I know them before I ask you this question. So, uh, there is a form of free agency. It requires a player to be 28 years old and have at least eight years of MLS service. There are caps. There are caps on the raises a player changing teams can get a player under a player over two hundred thousand dollars can only make I think I can't remember what the numbers are. It doesn't really matter. It's ten percent, fifteen percent in that range is the most you can make over your previous contract if you are eligible for the twenty eight and eight free agency. There is a sixty thousand dollar minimum salary now. Now I'm not positive that that applies to the uh, to the um, lowest level of players, what are those players called? They're like developmental players. They're developmental, like developmental. Yeah, those that 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 that's usually the name put. Yeah. Them. So I don't know if that applies to the players that were making forty eight before, or the players who were making thirty four before. But hopefully it's the <laughs> lowest end because I would love for that so, to come all the way up. Let me ask. Let me ask you this then, and maybe you don't know the answers, but let's get it out there. So that's take Chris Rondolowski for example, a guy that was making not very much money explodes on the scene over a number of couple of years, about two to three years, then gets himself the nice DP contract. Does that mean he can't go over a fifteen percent increase in his salary when he explodes like that and wants to go up a level? Right, right. That is criminal. Well, no, but but it's obviously it obviously is is good business for San Jose to re-sign him to a DP contract. It's not about. Again, this is this is the problem that the players don't have movement, so he couldn't move teams and get that big and get that big contract. But he can't stay in San Jose and get the and big get contract. the big contract. Right? That's that's kind of wow. I that's, know that's that's, that's a problem. That's here. a rough one, right? So there. before I get to Robert in L.A., let me put it to you quite bluntly: Did the players? Is this a win for the players? It's a long-term win for the players right. that the door is open to free agency. Robert in L.A., what's up? Hey guys, how's it going? It's good. Doing Sunday well. night. There's MLS on behind Jared right there over his shoulder. What's going on, man? Hey, yeah, it's great. Uh, our na- uh, it's good. Good to have the season start. It was kind of scarier for a moment, but our, na- our nightmare is over. Um, I wanted to talk about two things. Uh, I was just watching the KC game where uh, Matt Beasley came, uh, got sent off, and then it, it reminded me of that commercial. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but he he stars in an underwear commercial. Have you guys seen yep. it? I don't think I've seen this yet. You haven't seen it, Jason? No, I don't no, think I've seen it's, this uh, yet. It's basically him. He's he's basically selling underwear, and I, I I think it's called like MeUndies or something like that. I, I don't know what it's called. It's like underoos for men. I don't know. But um, there's all there's about four women with I would just say, well, God given assets. Okay. In front of all right, her, I got you. And, and very you. tight booty sh- booty under underwear, and that's the wall in front of him as he and they're swaying they're swaying back and forth like okay. there's a like nice breeze. All right, continue. That's it? And then he goes up and takes a shot, like, <laughs> as if Matt Beasley's ever taken a free kick. Yeah, right. Uh, what about? And the, he's in his underwear too, by the way. What about this commercial, uh, Robert? No, it, I was just gonna say it. Do, it kind of looks like a commercial that Jared would uh, direct. Oh, uh, wow! I mean, you know, just. Uh... <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, you might own it, but I'm just saying, wow, that's uh, it's interesting. If I was directing a commercial, it would be like Arian Cullen or someone like, I don't know, but Matt Beezer, is that what you find like sexy for underwear? He would he not be he wouldn't be your first choice? Is that what you're trying to tell me? I, I think I just think you'd rather have Ray and Colin in a banana hammock, something Frenchified, you know? Like, All right, hold on, I'm watching this right now. You go ahead and fill. I'm gonna watch this this commercial right now. I want to oh, see what's going I, I, on. I think guarantee you, there's gonna be portions of this commercial you're gonna very much enjoy. Let's just say it's the best wall, I best well constructed <laughs> wall I've ever seen. Okay. All right. Uh, but but here's the thing. And then Bad Beezer's. I, I I ain't mad at you for rocking the boxer briefs. Listen, he looks good in them. He looks good. But polka dots? Who's wearing, who's rocking hey, polka dot underwear? You know what? Maybe that's one of those things. Wow, those are polka dot. <laughs> it's one of those things where when your lady finds out you're wearing polka dots, it's like, ooh, that's, that's you know, there's an added element of excitement there. because no, been- there's no woman on earth that's getting ex- <laughs> excited when they undo a man's zipper and see polka dots. You don't think so? No, why would – what is this, the 70s? What, Paisley's next? What, what we gonna, no, they just want to see a classic black like, boxer brief. What the hell is this commercial? <laughs> I'm telling you, right? <laughs> I, I'm, you know what? Of all players – and you said something about if you directed it, it might be somebody else. I'm guessing that's because – I don't know. Uh, whatever. Matt when Beazler. I think when I think of like tight tight bootied men ready to sell underwear, Matt Beasler is way down. He's not a bad looking well, man. No, no, no. That's I, just not what no. I consider like the, the guy. I, I I think it's more about that. Matt Matt Beasler has, and I'm sorry if I'm putting this on him unfairly. He's got kind of a goody two shoes kind of per, 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 uh, profile, doesn't he? Like, isn't the yeah, guy he's the like, Richie Cunningham of MLS? Yeah, that's that's perfect. It's a hundred percent right. He is the Richie Cunningham I of want MLS. The fawns in the underwear, <laughs> not not Richie Cunningham. <laughs> Robert, you anything else, man? Uh, yeah, one more thing, guys. Uh, uh, uh it was everything with uh, LA Galaxy's game. I'm uh, so it was on Univision, and I was expecting like more of them. I expecting them to get to have their things together. And I don't know if you had this problem, but the English translation, the the sap didn't work. Yeah, we were talking about that. Uh, We talked about it. uh, We talked about it at the top of the show. Both Jared and I did not partake in that game live, so we didn't actually see. We didn't actually have those problems ourselves. Uh, I think it's a great feature, though. Sure, because I I think it's great to be able to watch the game in the language of your choice. Any game that's fantastic. I mean, I think it's a great commitment by uh, Univision and uh, and what they're trying to do to bring over the English market. And I, I think it's a fantastic thing. So it didn't work. Get over it. I mean, it's not like we haven't been watching sp- soccer in Spanish for twenty years. That's what I'm saying. No, I can understand. I know Spanish. It's not just, you, but I just mean in just, general. They left it on the bottom of the screen for about a good 20, 20 minutes of the first half, and then twenty minutes of the second half before they eventually took it off. They took off what? Yeah, that- but is, is that any worse than what Fox is doing with their whole like we're going to make the whole game smaller by about sixty percent and just put Audi commercials around the outside of it? Well. It's just I they've been doing that for all their products. They do it for NASCAR and college basketball. So I, I expect it from them. They also do it for Europa League and yeah. and I, the other FIFA Club World Cup. You know, so I, I was expecting it. So I saw I'm not that. Surprised that they kept that they kept doing it. Yeah, thanks for the call, uh, Robert. I, I saw that, but uh, what the, I, I wasn't I wasn't like angry. I just was like, what they're doing? They're doing that that in screen. What are they doing? Like, why are they shrinking this? I didn't understand it because it's been so long since I've seen anything like that. But you know what? I, I love it because I mean, Univision and a number of other stations get a lot of stuff right. Like, there's nothing more fun for me at a very, like, primal, 
caveman level than watching the the uh, CGI balls in the stands at halftime just bounce <laughs> on the crowd that I know isn't real. Oh, you mean like when the whole crowd turns into frozen mountains for the Coors uh, commercial? Yes, I love that. And then it's like, yes, why don't we do more of that kind of stuff? Oh, no, stuff? I am 100% with you. We're not taking full advantage of the technology here in the United like, States. I care well, about seeing the crowd. Sorry. Put an image with over the, them. The let, let, English, let the game stay the right side. Yeah, the English broadcasters aren't taking advantage of the technology. Damn it. Right, yeah, by the way, better underwear model for MLS. Don't wire. Okay, sure. Sure. What, what what player would look hotter in some undies than Don Dwyer? No, well, okay, maybe for MLS. And then maybe you do maybe you do a why hey, <laughs> obviously they sell women's underwear too. You got Don Dwyer and you have Sydney LaRue, the hottest like couple in soccer, selling both pairs of your men and ladies underwear. Yeah, may, but this is why people need to hire me. Okay, but you can't put the I think the issue here is that you can't put Dom Dwyer in that USA national team jersey that he's rocking in the beginning of the commercial. So that's uh, you know, is Matt it a Beasley. real is it a real U.S. jersey? I doubt Mendes is a, is a uh, is a uh, national team sponsor. No, it's probably not a real jersey. But he is an American hero, I guess. <laughs> Maybe like I the know. greatest American hero. I don't, I don't know. know. I'm just kidding. Obviously, it's it's a, it's just you're right. It's like the the combination of Beasley and that commercial. Like if Ronaldo's in that commercial, you don't even bat an eye. Like Cristiano Ronaldo. No, Cristiano no. Ronaldo's in that commercial. He should like, be selling underwear. Yeah, he's probably like go, like running up and grabbing things in that commercial. Matt but then Beasley, again, I shouldn't hate on a guy. If you could get an underwear deal, get hey, an underwear deal. Yeah, this is true. Don't hate on Matt Beasley. We shouldn't. We should we should be so lucky. If I could get myself a banana hammock ad, I would be on it for the right amount of money. <laughs> there you go. All right, so we were talking about the CBA. I asked you if it was a win. You sort of qualified it with the fact that they cracked open the door on, on free agency. I tend to agree with you on that. Um, there, is a, there is some kickback. There is some pushback on pe- uh, from people who say that maybe the players should have striked. They should have gone out and really pushed this. I don't think they should have striked or should have struck. I think it's striked. I don't think it's struck. Oh, man. That's one of those things like hanged. It just doesn't feel right. Dived. It, they dived into the pool, not dove. It's oh, dived. Ter- it just doesn't feel right. It feels like <laughs> nails on skin. It's like when people say, I seen him. I know that's wrong. That though. is wrong. That is very, very that's wrong. That's a very California thing. Do, they, do people say that out where you live? Uh, that's like a southern thing, yeah. People say, I've yeah, seen him. Very, very California thing. Like The whole next generation below me is saying, <laughs> i seen him. No, you saw him. You may have seen him, but you saw him. I don't think that the players would have gotten a better deal if they had gone on strike, Jared. I just don't think it would have happened. I don't think the owners would have caved because the players were sitting out. I think they would have gone... They either would have stuck to the same deal, or they would have pulled things back and said, "You're the you're the guys who can't afford to be missing paychecks. We're good. I got my Learjet. I don't need you." I think I would like to have seen that number at twenty six and six, but the twenty eight, the twenty, the eight years of the league thing. Or sorry, the twenty eight year old thing is a rough one. If you're a young player in an academy system right now that believes in your potential. Are you going to stick it out in MLS if you know you can't get a big contract for 12 years if you're a 16-year-old again, in the academy? It's not about a big contract. It's not about a big contract because you're not you're capped. You're not you're limited on what you can make that sec when you move. It's about if you're a kid in an academy system, you either better be damn sure you want to play for that team for a long long time or you're going to dip out as soon as you can. Your first contract's up, you go to Europe if you can get the work permit so you can figure out a league that'll that can take you. You want to play in Germany, something like that. I, I think that Academy if kids... If you're Giassi Zardes, how are you stoked on this deal? 
I don't know the Jazz. I don't know the league pushing to be one of the better strikers, American strikers out there. Young guy, probably only what, 23 at this point, five years away from being able to get his own free agency. Do you stick around for five more years to have a say in your career, or do you go somewhere else? Well, okay. You, if you stick around for the five more years, you can. You're you're going through another contract with LA. Like you're not going. That's not one contract. You're gonna have another yeah. contract with LA. So LA is going to have to pay, up your pay. They're gonna say we're gonna give you this much more. You either have a choice. You have a choice. Then do I take this or do I dip and go somewhere else outside yeah. of MLS? Because those are your options. And lose your eight years of village. Lose well, not right. lose, but it takes a break. Right, right. So you're stopping the clock on your on your MLS service time. Or you keep going with L.A., and when you get to 28 and 8, you say, well, maybe I don't want to play in L.A. anymore. That's the only reason to do this, by the way. Maybe I don't want to play in L.A. anymore. I'm tw- at 28 and 8, I can take an offer from, or I can decide to move to, I don't know, Chicago, New York, whatever. Even then, he's still capped at 15 or 10%, whatever it is. By that time, he's making over 200K. I guarantee it. So he's yeah, I think, I think if, you're, if you're a player's agent, you have to get them that big deal right at the 24, 24 25 year and, old and range. The, the fact remains that a Jassy's artist at 25 years old with a contract that's run out in LA who can't change clubs within an MLS is going to get more money playing abroad than he's going to get here. Most likely. Most yes. likely. Assuming his national team doesn't yeah, develop. Assuming national team guys get paid. Assuming but. he hasn't become a superstar who deserves a DP contract. Assuming that he's getting paid better somewhere else, so I I, I don't know. I would it's, say for a Giassi Zardes though that he may have more, um, I would say ability or reason to stick around in MLS because he's watched a American defender get a DP contract organically at the club he's currently playing well, for. Well, that's what I'm in saying. But that, the 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 free agency thing has nothing to do with whether or not Giassi Zardes is going to get paid. Is my point. I think what you're kind of seeing come out of this is that the players build this as it's not about the money, it's about us having the freedom right. to choose. And the, and the, as and the, the owners, owners are like, cool, here's they, the freedom to choose, they call their but bluff. you're not going to get the money. They call their bluff, absolutely call their bluff. And, um, you know, again, as you said, the door is open. At least the door is open. And five years is a good term. That's the other thing here. Instead of an eight-year yeah. uh, CBA, this is a five-year CBA. We'll, we'll leave this to the side. Again, we've got soccer to talk about. I'm very excited about that. Jared, I wanted to tip in here. A couple of people have pointed me in the direction of this news. The, the New York Cosmos are going to play in Havana. Is that cool to you? Um, I don't know. Is there anything really cool about Cuba? I, well, I mean, the embargo's over, so this is going to be the first I know. I, time. Hey, listen, I watched Conan's episode from, from, from Cuba. Okay. Um, <laughs> I didn't. I, I, if, okay, cool, I guess, but... I, the, does anyone in Cuba know who the Cosmos are? The Indian, they don't oh, have I, internet. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. I guarantee they know who the Cosmos are. According How? Because things trickled through back in the 70s. They don't have internet. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know. What, are, are Canadians going over there and telling them about it? Canadians go sure. there all the time. Yeah, maybe. Maybe they're smuggling in uh, internets that they if, can If use. there's a team that's going to go to Cuba, it should have been Seattle doing it and bringing Oswaldo uh, Alonso back to Cuba for, for a game. <laughs> well, they probably just kidnap him and he disappeared. There is a downside to that. I yeah. haven't really thought that through. No. But. no, but I think Raul will be huge in Cuba. I think it'll be all, I think this will be cool. They don't know who Raul is. Oh, they sure as hell do. Are you serious? They at least... I don't know. Maybe look, they do. Maybe, I don't, they do. maybe the government is putting like one game a week on a for TV. For God's and, sakes, they like baseball down there. Do you know they, they do like baseball down there. There, but they also like soccer. They are, they're also soccer fans. They produce some de- some decent, you know, soccer players every three generations or so. I, they manage to do something. 
I don't know. They're still, they're still driving 1950s automobiles, for God's sakes. 347-756-6276 if you want to get in the last five minutes of the show. And Jerry, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring up something else completely different. You're, you're not a House of Cards guy, right? I am officially on episode three of season one of House oh, of Cards. Started this week. I can't have a well, conversation let me, let me tell you a story. You. Let me tell you a story about this, by the way. So this week, I tell my wife, you know, let's, let's give this House of Cards thing a chance. Okay. okay. All right. So I, I watched the first episode. The next day, I'm at my mom's house. Okay. And she's like, Oh, are you watching House of Cards? I said, Just started it. She and spoiled like, everything. And she totally <laughs> thought I meant I just started season three of House of Cards. And she goes and throws out some pretty big factual oh, information no. about where the show's at. Well, this is and my like, problem. I meant I just started it. <laughs> well, see, that's the thing. This is what I'm finding out. I, I, I'm, I'm down with. Internet TV shows, Netflix, uh, Hulu, Amazon. I'm, I'm down with like, winning Emmys, being fantastic. I'm down with those shows being produced by these other outside parties. And I'm even okay with dumping all the shows at once so that you can watch them whenever you want rather than having to wait week to week. But the problem is that unless you are right on top of it or you know somebody who's going to go along at the same pace as you, you end up with nobody to talk about it with. I got nobody think, to talk about. I think about I know what we need to do. There needs to be an app on your phone, okay, that will sync with everyone else's phone in the same room as you, and it constantly has an update of what you've seen and what you haven't seen, <laughs> and what area, what shows like you're it's at. Actually, brilliant. It's actually so, like brilliant. before, when you enter a party, everyone syncs their phones, and then anyone you go up to, and when you get within five feet of them, an alert goes off in your phone saying they haven't seen this <laughs> or they ha- or they're up to date. So a spoiler protection system is what you're telling me. Or or it's not just spoiler protection, but it's also to seek out the other person in the yeah. room that's seen the yeah, same amount then, of something as you then, have. Okay, but then you find the one guy who's where you are. And by the way, I've finished season three. I've seen all three seasons in, in totality. You find the one guy or the one girl who's exactly where you are, and you guys are in the corner the whole night, just the two of you talking yeah, about it. Yeah, making out, because that's what it leads to. Well, okay, what if it's a guy and you're not, you're not into Listen, that? Or, or the other alternative is we live in a social reality where everyone's just looking at their phone their whole damn computer anyway because they're tweeting about their favorite show why not find someone within proximity to you you might be able to put some flesh on with that could also that you start by talking about a tv show this is trevor's making fun of it what a hellish reality we live in and he's he's right this is ridiculous but at the same time it will prevent me from having this conversation you're watching house cards so uh where are you are you has what um you know trying to figure out what i can actually say without screwing it up like uh, Peter, what do you know about him right now? Like, seriously, like I'm trying to, to, to. All I know is that I think Princess Buttercup is pretty badass and looks pretty good in it. <laughs> Robert, Robert not, right. That Tr- Trevor, Trevor. Oh my God! See, see, Trevor's blowing you up right now. You can't. Don't even look at the screen, Jerry. Wait, wait, what don't, are you doing, Trevor? Don't, don't blow it up. See, you just ruined it for you. Just destroyed it. You, that I can't believe he did that. That's man. So cold. I, I, so he just basically <laughs> told me someone dies. In the show, now, I know you don't know who that is, do you? I don't, but like now, I'm... <laughs> oh my god, Trevor! Uh, anyway, uh, that was pretty funny though, because I know what he did there. That's pretty slick. All right, so the first weekend of the MLS season, Jared, put a bow on it for me. I mean, uh, underwhelming in terms of the quality of play. I think that that's something we can all live with because we had actual soccer. Um, are we going to get? You know, how long is it going to take before we ramp up and we really start to see the best of these teams? I think you're going to look about three weeks out. Three weeks out, I think you'll start to see things really come together. But I think what I've learned so far is that for the most part, the teams that I was expecting to be good, the block are probably going to be, I don't, honestly, we're doing a real big surprise job 
on us. Maybe, like I said, Toronto, I think, has got... <clears throat> I think Toronto's going to be better this season than they were last season, obviously. Um, but outside of that, I think the Seattles, there are Real, Real Salt Lakes, the uh, Portlands. Maybe we'll see some about New England tonight. I'm interested to see, but it, we're not going to learn anything really about New England tonight because without Jermaine Jones or without Lee Wynn there, it's really kind of a toss-up. I think it's... It, 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 all I'll say is that I spent probably 12 hours of my life watching MLS this weekend. I don't regret it, even though the games weren't that good. So if the season can only get better from here, I'm in. Okay. I, I think that's where we're at. I mean, again, it's, it's one of those things that the, the delivery of the season was such a an abrupt sort of thing because we didn't we literally didn't know if it was going to arrive on time that I'm still adjusting myself. But I'm ready. I'm I'm ready to go. I'm fired up. All right. Let me uh let me leave the show on this a couple no a couple more tweets about people how they got to the karma to watch the weekend. Okay. If one funky note says my fiance worked from home and I ate ribs and drank beer. Probably the last games I get to watch this season. <laughs> <clears throat> and also, um, where's the one here? I uh, this one from Eduardo Mar- uh, Mendez. He says I married the right woman. No appeasement necessary. She knew what the deal was when she said I do. There you go. All right. Please go to backheel.com slash store. Buy a t-shirt. By the way, Jared, I saw a bladder t-shirt out in the wild on a picture that somebody was at a, I think a, a Timbers game rocking green. You saw a what? Seb Bladder, CONCACAF. The, the, That's Chuck Blazer. Sorry, why did I say bladder? I meant Blazer. You saw, you saw the backheel sh- shirt on TV? No, no, no. Some, a fan of ours tweeted it at the uh, backheel account or at the, the soccer boarding account. I can't remember which, which one. He and nice. His, he and his people at the game. He was rocking a... A green Chuck Blazer backheel.com. And I'm sure he was the envy of his peers. So, Jason, sure. tell someone how they can be the envy of their peers. Go to backheel.com slash store and buy one of those things. There's other ones. The Don, uh, Lee Wynn, Sa- uh, uh, sorry, Don Juan of Saigon. What else we got over there? I don't even remember all now. Sorts of them, man. Jeez, yeah. I mean, there's so many. We got uh, Tinfoil Ted. Tinfoil Ted, yeah. <laughs> you had to mention that one. <laughs> First week of MLS seems like a good time. All right. Thanks a lot for listening, guys. So go to iTunes. Give us a rating and a review as well. It helps us out a lot. Follow Jerry, Jared excuse me, on Twitter at JRodius. Follow me, Davis JSN. Best soccer show, backheel.com. What else? What am I missing? I think that's it, but uh, yeah, I think that's it. Let's have a good uh, week, and good luck to uh, Montreal and D.C., assuming Montreal, in the next round of <laughs> yeah, the Champions that's League. sad, yeah. Let's talk, to, talk about Champions League next week. See you guys. Bye. I am Mikkel Morrison and Paul Sandiskere. Oh, it's incredible! Det er for fedt! Løs og lad os få!